630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Barry's got it left point. Right wing to dry side lacrosse. Yamamoto scores! Tyler Yamamoto one-timered it off the left wing and he gets it past Hogberg and the Oilers are up 8-3. Offensive explosion tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. They beat the Ottawa Senators 8-5. Leon Dreisaitl with six assists, one shy of an NHL and team record. Stuart Skinner, his first ever NHL start. He makes 33 saves to get the victory. And the Oilers have back-to-back wins for the first time all season. Their record now 5-6. and six. The Senators slump to 1-7-1. and 9.56, thanks for joining us tonight. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. My goodness. It started early, eight seconds into the game. Dominic Cahoon scored, which, by the way, ties a team record for quickest goal from the start of a game. Gretzky did it against the Rangers in December of 1983, scoring eight seconds in, and it just rolled from there. At one point, it was 5-1 Edmonton in the first period. Ottawa came back with two goals late in the first to make it 5-3. The Oilers got three in the second to really put it away. Ottawa got a couple quick ones in the third, but just uh, a wild night. And Let's start with Skinner who we didn't know if he was going to play a game at all gets in today good for him first victory yeah great moment for him uh comes in gets a win a uh, little rocky start got better as the game went on uh, I mean when you're a young kid growing up playing hockey you dream about having this moment and for most kids it's just a dream the realization never comes true but this kid tonight got to go play in the national hockey league game and win so good on him this is his hometown team uh whatever happens the rest of his career and nobody knows you can't predict the future but whatever happens he can say he won a game in the national hockey league so congratulations to Stuart skinner Leon Dreisaitl has six assists tonight. We played the Yamamoto goal, which was just a brilliant pass to set up Yamo. Mm -hmm. The Oilers' power play goes four for five. So on four occasions, a player had seven assists in a game. Billy Taylor did it back in March of 1947, and Gretzky did it three times. So Dreisaitl uh, joins a long list of players who had six assists in a game. I I was laughing as you were going over the records and talking about Gretzky had this one and he was one away from the NHL record and one away from this and Cahoon tied tied a record the one thing that sucks about when you play for the Edmonton Oilers you have these incredible nights that on 26 other franchises it sets a new record for the franchise but in Edmonton while he was good it wasn't as good as this record because all of the team records in Edmonton are also the NHL records. So, uh, but it was a wonderful night for Leon. And again, it was funny. He had six in the game. He needed one to, to tie the NHL record. Two golden opportunities. He made a fantastic play on a three-on-three to Yamamoto, who had a backdoor empty net play to Cahoon. And Cahoon missed the puck. So right there would have been a chance. That was early in the period. And the other one, there was a set play they had on a faceoff in the offensive zone. I only think Leon got out five times in the third because they rolled all their their lines. But they had a set play, and you could see him talking to Barry. He wins. They win the draw. He has Cahoon take the draw, and Drysettle sneaks behind the net where they throw it to him. He comes out, and as he's skating up the board, he does a 360, no-look spinorama, and places the puck exactly where Barry wants for a one-time. And he gets a, an absolute howitzer off that one. That was one of the few saves that the Ottawa Senators goaltenders made tonight. But there were two really good opportunities in the third period for Leon to set the record. Other than that, it was a... I would a workmanlike third period for the Edmonton Oilers. Let, let's get this over. Let's stay healthy. Let's make sure we get the win for our goaltender. But uh, a magical night for, for some players tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. 8-5, the Oilers win at the power play 4 for 5. They had three power play goals in the first period. Team record in a period is 4. Team record for power play goals in a game is 5, which they've done 5 times. So they don't quite, quite get there tonight. Nurse scored on a delayed penalty and then they weren't able to convert on their 5th power play of the night. But Tyson Berry, who you referenced, I think took more one-timers from the top of the point, maybe than in the first 10 games combined. 
I, I agree. And and you can see how effective it is. A, he scored on a, one of them. And then B, when he shoots, now you got to respect it. He's got a big shot. It's not like he's he's shooting muffins from the point. You can say, all right, we'll let him shoot because they're not going to beat us. He can beat goalies from the point. We've seen that in the past when he's played against the Oilers and when he's played for other teams. So when he does that, you respect it. The, the defenders move up. Now it opens up more cross-lane passes. It's just what it is. It's another weapon for the Edmonton Oilers on their power play. And tonight, they finally started using it and got a goal. Uh, that's good on Barry. Maybe he's starting to feel comfortable. And this is why you and I have talked about this power play can be as effective as last year because they added a different element, something they didn't have before. And tonight, you saw that at a Barry. The Japanese Village goal light has been activated for the last couple of hours on <laughs> 630Ched.com because we turn that on whenever the Oilers get to five goals in a game, which they did 13 minutes and 42 seconds into tonight's game. So you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village Restaurants now offering takeout. Please visit jvedmonton.ca for details. Tim Stutzla, we saw him at the World Juniors. We saw him tonight. He got a goal, came close on another. He's going to be good. Well, he, he already is good, but he's going to be elite. Well, I I yes, he is. And the goal that he scored, that's a tough shot coming down from where he shot it to be able to go with his stick facing away from the net to go cross body, beating the goaltender to the far post. He's got talent. Uh, he certainly does. That's, that's why this Ottawa Senator team is going to have to go through some growing pains here because they, they are a young team, but it's a young team with talent and a future. Uh, and I think this that's what the frustrating thing if the, the GM there in, in Ottawa and the coaching staff is, is they got these young players and they were going to have nights where they weren't going to be able to match the talent level of the opposition. They could match the work ethic, which they did tonight, but the talent wasn't going to be there. So they went out and got a veteran goaltender that could keep them in games and give them a fighter's chance. And this year, from the games that I've seen and just reading the stat columns, this year, their biggest Achilles heel is their goaltending. It is like tonight, both goaltenders were terrible. And if you're the coaching staff, and, and they have been terrible over a long period of time now, the coaching staff's got to try and find a, a way to, uh, I don't know, summon uh, a, a goalie of the past to come in and play on Tuesday night's game because right now if you're the players, it's tough to play in front of a goaltender when you know that not only is he giving up the good shots, he's giving up the bad ones. And that's, that's frustrating. And you can see it. But I give the Senators credit. They didn't quit. They kept back, they pushed, they scored a couple goals in the third period. Their work ethic was there. They do have some talent up front. But, gosh, you need you need a save every once in a while, and the, or, and the Senators got none of those tonight. Yeah, Murray started tonight. He was pulled after allowing three goals on eight shots, 7.20 into the game. So Hogberg went the rest of the way as the Oilers get an 8-5 win. That means an $800 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates, serious injury lawyers. They're giving 100 bucks for every Oilers goal all season and the total now up to $3,800. So the Oilers uh, and James H. Brown helping 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous tonight as well, getting to eight. By the way, the last time, I was looking up a lot of stuff tonight, as you know, Rob, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some things because I... <laughs> because I was furiously looking on, on records.nhl.com and a couple other sites, so I'll, I'll throw out some other things that didn't quite happen. The last time the Oilers scored 10 or more in a game, mm -hmm. I mean, I looked this up during this, well, Jack Michaels asked me during the I know he's mission. making us do, your, do his work. I know what Jack's like. November 26th, 1996, the Oilers won 10-1 at Calgary, so that was the last time they got to 10. Well, I, well, for a while there, we thought they might get to 10 in the second. <laughs> It was, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they slowed Do down we, in the third, but it was, uh, yeah, there were some things that we thought could be special, but when you, the game got a little out of hand, then you saw the players pull back a little bit. All right. We, we, do we have Stuart Skinner, Angie? Okay, here he is, the winning goaltender tonight, Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner, we'll start with Ryan Rashog, TSN. Congratulations on the, on the start and win. Uh, just take us through your day and kind of how you felt, where your nerves were at, and, and how you think you processed it all. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun day. Um, it's nice to kind of get back into that game day routine. Um, it's been a little while, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun getting back at it. You know, I was just uh, try to take it as any other day, um, you know, with the nerves. Try to push that aside for the day and kind of just relax, hang out. Um, 
just kind of go through the same routine I would normally do on uh, on a game day. Just take a couple naps and have some get some food in me, and uh, yeah, just try to enjoy the day. How did you feel once the game got going? Obviously, your guys got a lot of offense for you, to, a lot of breathing room there, but. You know, they got them in on you too. How do you think you managed through the, the stress of them pushing to get back into that game? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun to you know get right into it. Um, you know, they uh, they got a ton of shots at the at the little uh, little bit of the start there. So it was nice that uh, you know we got up a couple and you know the guys in front of me were playing playing really good tonight. Uh, obviously, they potted out uh, eight goals, so um, that obviously that obviously helps. So. Um, yeah, it was just—it was a lot of fun. A little bit nervous at the beginning. Um, you know, had to take a couple deep breaths, kind of, you know, lean back and just kind of see everything happening and uh, just try to, you know, stay focused, not try to get too overwhelmed. Rob Trichkowski, Post Media. What does it uh, What does it do for a goalie when you, when you get five uh, five goals worth of run support in the first period? Does that help a guy settle in? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it definitely helps when you're when you're up five or um, you know however many we were at the at the time, and kind of lets you you know get your feet underneath you and kind of take a couple deep breaths and settle in. It was a, it was a wild shootout victory here from a goaltender standpoint. Do you uh, what's that like? <laughs> I mean, everybody likes that kind of game except the goalies, I suppose. Or was this a beauty for you? No, no, it was uh, you know it was a beauty. Um, you know, a wins a wins a win, and uh, you know. Obviously, the guys played uh, really well in front of me, so I'm just I'm happy with this, and you know we just gotta you know the ne the next one's a big one. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Stuart, you haven't played in a game since last March, or almost 11 months. How was your timing? How difficult was that? Because everybody talks about game speed and such. How hard was it to just get in the flow? Yeah, as uh, you know, I was telling some of the guys it was a little bit. Uh, a little bit weird at the start you know normally in practice you have five guys kind of coming at you and then um you know in zone plays that uh ottawa is making they're obviously a great team and they're making some good plays out there so it was uh you know i definitely had to get used to it at the beginning um so i uh you know just like how i said just kind of took a little uh you know a couple minutes to get settled in and um you know it was, it was a lot of fun it was, it was good five on five hockey you know we uh we pushed uh, they pushed back, and it was uh, it was nice to get back in there. Um, obviously, it's been a while, so um, you know it was a lot of fun. That is Stuart Skinner, the winning goaltender tonight. The Edmonton kid wins in his hometown, first NHL victory. His comments for Mattress Superstore: Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan, and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Skinner with 33 saves as the Oilers win it, 8-5. It's such an interesting story. Mike Smith gets hurt sometime between the warm-up of the first game of the year and the next afternoon. So Skinner backs up for a bunch of games, gets taken off the active roster for yesterday. Grosnick backs up, who's the new waiver claim, and Skinner gets put in. And at the very beginning of training camp, you would have said Stuart Skinner is the fourth goaltender. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Koskinen and Smith were here. Anton Forsberg were here, what was here. And then Skinner was here. And he and Dylan Wells were probably going to be the two guys in, in Bakersfield. And Skinner probably will still perhaps wind up in Bakersfield for this year. So if you would have said, oh, man, what's gone wrong if Skinner's <laughs> playing a game? Not, nothing against him, but most teams don't plan to use no. their fourth goaltender, uh, you know, when they're starting training camp. So good for him to, to seize the opportunity. Well, not only using your fourth goaltender. We, we saw Vegas came here a few years ago. I think they're on their sixth-string goaltender, but that was a little later in the season. You're using your fourth-string goaltender. You're only 10, 11 games into the year. Like, oh, something really has gone badly for you. And I, the thing that's odd or strange or funny about this one too is i don't think this was pre-planned if, if 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 i think if skinner was the guy that they were going to play on this game that i would have thought that he would have been backing up yesterday just so that he's in the game atmosphere he's ready you're in tomorrow night let's let's start to focus on it. it's the fact that he wasn't in the lineup like that's why i think it was such a surprise uh but a cool story. It really is a really cool story for Skinner and a chance for him to celebrate uh, his first ever National Hockey League win. Well, how about this? Our first caller overtime open line tonight is Oilers goaltender Stuart Skinner. Stuart, you're on with Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. Thanks for calling in. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great. We appreciate you doing this. I'm sure a lot of people want to talk to you after this game. Just tell me how, how you're feeling. Has the first W sunk in yet? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely an amazing feeling being able to get my first win in the NHL. I mean, it's a dream come true, right? So, um, you know, I'm really happy with the result, uh, obviously. And it, was, uh, it was a really cool night, uh, and I had a lot of fun. What was your day like? Was were there nerves? Were you excited? Did you want to get the game to start? Could you sleep? Like how 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 were the feelings throughout the day, knowing that this was going to be your first NHL start? Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, there's definitely some nerves, a uh, little bit of overwhelmness, and you kind of just try to try to uh, you know put that in the back of your head and try to you know just stay focused on what you can uh, what you can control and um, just try to try to have it as you know any other day any other game day um obviously uh in the back of your mind you're you know you're playing your first nhl game so there's definitely those nerves but um no it was uh it was a fun day it was a really cool experience and uh you know i'm happy to enjoy this one well we noticed up here that you seem to be more comfortable coming out in the second period would you say that's true after the first period you got to see what the the speed was like the shots the being part of a game for the first time in a year and then coming out in the second you're like okay now i got this yeah yeah definitely um you know in the first period you kind of have that uh, that nervousness that adrenaline kind of going after i took a couple deep breaths um you know going into the second i felt you know a lot better um you know getting the in the first period on the way, so. um yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, going to the second, felt my legs kind of get under me a bit and kind of relax, took a couple deep breaths, and, um, you know, just tried to play my game. Stuart Skinner joining us live on Overtime Open Line. He leads the Oilers to an 8-5 win over the Senators. Miko made sure to spend some time with you, it looked like, during the group celebration at the end of the game. Any Anything special said or done by Miko that you'd want to share with us? Oh, he was just uh, really happy for me. G- gave me a big hug and uh, just told me congratulations and uh, how proud he is of me and how happy he is for me. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Um, you know, obviously I look up to Miko and Smitty and uh, look up to all the guys in the dressing room. So um, being able to get uh, being able to get all those uh, all those cheers and all those hugs after the game it uh, meant a lot to me. So I don't know if you have yet or not, but who gets the first phone call from you tonight? Uh, first phone call uh, from me is probably my parents, I would imagine. <laughs> I'll probably call my uh, my mom and my dad, um, kind of just, uh, you know, talk about the, the big day and uh, how special it was. Well, it's too bad they couldn't be here, but I know they and your whole family were watching. Stuart, I'm also curious about the last two and a half or three weeks because, you know, Rob and I were talking before you came on, Koskinen was here, Smith was here, Forsberg were he, was here, and, and you were expected to get a lot of time with uh, with the Condors this season. So with Smith going down, Forsberg getting claimed, and then you're the backup, and then you're off the roster for yesterday. I mean, how have you approached sort of all this uncertainty and the, the constant changing of plans? Yeah, I definitely uh, definitely learned a lot about, um, you know, just trying to take it a, a, every day at a time. Um, you know, you kind of have to become become adaptable in whatever situation you get thrown in. So I uh, definitely learned that pretty quick, uh, especially in the last few weeks. You know, every day is different. Every day changes, uh, whether that's roster moves or, you know, anything like that. So, um, yeah, you definitely, uh, you just got to always be, be on your toes and be ready for anything. And, um, yeah, so I'm uh, very grateful. Okay. Well, we're really thankful that you called in, Stuart. Again, congratulations. Huge moment for you. Great win for the team. Appreciate your time. Enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much. Live on Overtime Open Line, that is Oilers goaltender Stuart Skinner, who is 1-0. He is undefeated. Well, and not only did he beat the other goalie, he beat two goalies tonight. How many guys can say in his first game, I beat two guys, one of them won a Stanley Cup before too. So good on him, congratulations to him, and congratulations to his family because when you achieve a goal in life that you've dreamt of forever, it's not just the for you, it's for your entire family because the family goes through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put you where you are and help you get to where you are and help you realize your dreams. So congratulations to the entire F- Skinner family because this is a big night. 8-5, the Oilers win it. You're welcome to give us a buzz as well. 780-496-0063. We'll check the out-of-town scoreboard. You'll hear from Dave Tippett, Leon Dreisaitl, who had six assists tonight. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on 630 Chet.
Post puck on the right wing. McDavid to Barry. Another heater, and that one goes off a leg. Puck on the right side. McDavid going towards the net. To Nugent Hopkins. Just double checking my notes. That was the fifth goal of the game for the Oilers. Made it 5-1 in the first period. They go on to beat Ottawa 8-5 to improve to 5-6 on the season. Leon Dreisaitl, six assists. Connor McDavid had a goal and four helpers. And we just had Stuart Skinner on the show who makes his first start and gets his first win in the NHL. The scoreboard presented by Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Devils beat the Sabres 5-3. Curtis Lazar, the former Oil King, gets his third of the year for Buffalo. Hurricanes get by the Stars 4-3 in a shootout. Panthers beat the Wings 3-2. Florida is 5-0-1. Aaron Ekblad had a goal in that game. Blackhawks over Columbus 3-1. Flyers Get by the Islanders 4-3 in overtime. Kevin Hayes, the winner, his fifth of the season. Blues win in Anaheim 4-1. Wild win in overtime 4-3 against the Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche, Brodine had the winner. And uh, yeah, 8-5 Edmonton right here at Rogers Place. And these two teams are going to do it again on Tuesday. That's an 8 o'clock start. 780-496-0063. We have Garrett on the line. Garrett, thank you very much for calling. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I was just calling to see if you guys think that the Oilers would maybe start Skinner again on Tuesday, knowing that uh, Ottawa's not the strongest, and maybe give Miko uh, another rest. And also, uh, what do you think of the Angelo was put on papers? I feel like the Oilers maybe have to put a claim in or Garrett, try we, to trade Garrett, for we, lo- we lost your part. I think we, I, part think I heard what he said. Point. I okay, think he was sorry. asking about D'Angelo if the Oilers oh. would pick him up. Okay, first, actually, it's a no to both questions. Skinner will not play on Tuesday. Um, Koskin will be back in the lineup because he plays then. Then he has four days before the next game. And two, no, I would not touch that player yeah, from the Rangers. I would not touch him. Bob mentioned his contract, but there's problems with that player in the dressing room so no you don't want him on your team yeah that's it's a good question i mean he's he's produced points the last couple years from the back end which is extremely valuable but yeah i mean the latest report about fighting a teammate and saying things the coach doesn't like and i I mean i know junior was a long time ago and he was younger but even some things he said then that uh weren't overly he seems like really nice he seems like an angry dude he just seems like one of these guys that he's gonna get in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons yes, over no, and over again. Yeah. You do not want that in your dressing room. You don't. And it will put it this way. The New York Rangers don't. So, I mean, well, it, that's a good point. They yeah. signed him to that deal because they said, okay, go get 60 points in a full year, obviously in 82 games year, yeah. year after year. Here's what you're worth. But yeah, no, they've waived him. Yeah. I mean, good question. And yeah, Bob and I did talk a little bit about it on the, on the face-off show, but just a little too much there, I think, for the Rangers or, or any other team to worry about. Interesting, too, that you know Sam Bennett could be on his way out of Calgary. Yeah, it, well, it's funny. when Not a lot of players used to announce when they wanted to be traded. It used to be done in-house. But you're seeing more and more guys coming out. With the, the kid in Montreal, too, the defenseman. Is it Met? Met? How do you say his last name? Oh, Mete. Mete. He, he wants out, too. Um, I, I listened to you and Bob talk about... Bennett earlier I think Bennett has a role in the National Hockey League that he can help a number of teams I haven't heard why he wants out if he's just looking for a bigger uh, type of role for a different team but uh, sometimes the grass isn't greener elsewhere and I see Bennett as the type of player that I think Calgary does I see him as a a good third line rugged two-way type of player Um, he will help a team. I, I, I certainly believe that. And as you and Bob were talking about, he's the kind of guy that in playoffs is where he shines. So I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or what Calgary's going to get for him, but uh, a quality hockey player that's uh, obviously looking for a new start somewhere else. Oilers win 8-5 over Ottawa, 780-496-0063. We have Joe standing by. Hey, Joe, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, first of all, I'd like to say these last two games, uh, it's pretty been it's been pretty nice watching the Oilers. I find that they're uh, when they're more aggressive, you get production out of everybody in all three lines. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Well, yeah, it, the Oilers are a better team when their third and fourth lines are are involved in, in a positive way. And the problem for the Oilers in the first eight nine games, they're 
third and fourth lines were only involved in a negative way and they were holding the, the team back. It, it's one thing to not produce offensively if you're on the third and fourth line, and I'm I'm fine with that. It's it's tough. The third and fourth lines aren't, aren't known for their production, and, and you, they don't get the quality starts. They don't get power play time. But you can't be minus players and big minus, and that's what was happening early in the season. So they're getting scored on each and every night, and all of a sudden your 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 top players are going to have to go out there and instead of a two night two point night, they have to have a three or four point night just to make up for the back end. So it, the Dave Tippett has been looking and he has been juggling and he has been throwing the dice and trying to find different line combinations in the third and fourth. Uh, I think the third line looks a little more stable. I think that's three games in a row now for Tourist, Neal, and, and Cassian. They produced again tonight. And I really liked what Haas did. Haas was good. He was very good. He brings speed. He brings a, a savvy about him. He, he's a smart hockey player. He penalty kills. Uh, so... I believe you'll see him. Maybe you'll see a little bit more um, stability with, with Haas and now on the fourth line. But the Oilers are obviously are a better team when they can roll four lines. Haas tonight played 12-18. He played 3-57 shorthanded. And he went 7 out of 15 in the face-off circle, so just below even for that. Leon Dreisaitl took 25 face-offs <laughs> tonight. He won 19 of them for 76%. Yeah, well, he had a... That was a special night for Leon. I mean, he was good at everything tonight. And it was a funny, I don't know if you noticed it, but it was in the third period. Uh, the Senators were breaking out, and they had numbers. It, it wasn't a full three-on-two, but they had numbers. And Leon was back-checking, and he passed Yamamoto. And Yamamoto did the thing where you stick your stick into the back of the guy, and you kind of try to push him <laughs> and propel him forward. It was so funny. It was like a little fly smacking a, a racehorse as it walks by. He pushed him, and instead of Leon going further forward, Yamamoto actually came to a complete stop and went backwards because <laughs> he wasn't able to push him. I couldn't stop giggling over there I'm like, oh, well, good good try good thought process Yamo but uh, Leon's a little bigger than you and uh, I think he was fine getting back need to get back in time we'll get to more calls in a second here but courtesy mattress superstore post-game reaction from Oilers head coach Dave Tippett we're joined by Dave Tippett again if you have questions please use the raise hand function start with Ken Campbell the hockey news Dave, I guess, you know, before the season started, I'm, I'm sure that there weren't a lot of people that would have thought that anybody would get 100 points this year. But there might be two guys that get 100 points this year, and they both play for you. I'm wondering if you think it's possible, if you think it's possible that both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl could end up hitting triple digits this year. It's, it's still early, and you're going to see this. This is going to be a tight race going down. Games are going to tighten up as you continue to go on. So... That's, uh, they're both great players, and I wouldn't put it past them, but that being said, these games are going to, it's going to tighten up as we go here. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Dave, when you look at, at this game overall, you get a win, and that's all that matters. You know, your offense is great, your power play is great. You, you had a young goalie making his first NHL start, and his first start in like 11 months. Um, is, is this one where, as, as a coach, you just focus on the win and don't care too much about it because of the situation of back-to-back, rookie goalie, all that stuff? Or what do you take away from this game? You take away from We got Koskinen and the rest. We got two points. Um, you continue to evaluate your team. We got Haas back up and going. who had a strong game. So there was some things to take out of it. Ultimately, you want the two points. That's what you came for. But there's other, there's other things that you're trying to get your team up and going so uh good for uh good for young skinner got his first win in the nhl we got koski a night off and uh we'll regroup tomorrow and get ready for tuesday leon drysettle had six assists in the first uh, two periods and almost got his seventh i think on his first shift in the third were you thinking about that record like two only two guys have ever done it to Gretzky three times and Billy Taylor way back in the 40s is that as a coach you know did you think about that in the final five minutes or is it more about resting guys? no I was thinking about winning it just it, those things they, they don't we need to win we need those guys have played a lot of minutes I wanted to keep their minutes down tonight we accomplished that with the lead so it's about a team win Ryan Rashog TSN 
just wanted to, to check in on Ethan Bear, uh, if you have a bit of a sense for what his availability looks like moving forward and what you thought uh, of your decor. Yeah, he uh, he's day-to-day. -day. He was feeling all right today, so we'll see, uh, see where he's at tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll just... It's it's a day to day thing, so we'll go to evaluate him tomorrow morning. Our D, uh, it was a hard game to evaluate D. So we made some mistakes. Our group of D, uh, we had a few guys make some mistakes. Uh, Lagason came in, gave us a pretty good game. I didn't mind his game, so we'll see uh, we'll see where it goes on Tuesday. And just back to Haas um, briefly, the combination of the speed. And the ability to use him on the penalty kill, like I think he he played pretty well in the play in for you. Yeah. Is he one of those guys where when he's up and running, just can really fill some needs for you? Yeah, he, he will for sure. He's a smart player. He's quick, smart. He's got uh, good skill. So he's uh, he's a guy that'll fit nicely in our lineup. Jason. We will make the return of Gaetan Haas our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. So Ethan Bear, uh, hopefully feeling okay and uh, hopefully not out too long after getting hit on the bench by a puck last night in the win over the Maple Leafs. Fun weekend here. Two wins for the Oilers. Both highly entertaining games. 8-5 tonight over the Ottawa Senators. You'll still hear from Leon Dreisaitl, who had six assists. Michael and Tony. Next up on the batting order on the phone lines, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live inside Rogers Place. Heartland Ford overtime open line on 630 Chet. McDavid back to the point for Barry. Left wing to Nugent Hopkins. Across to McDavid. He'll bring it across the top. Right wing for Dry Seidel. Brings it up top of the circle over to Barry. One timer. Scores! Cam Moon calling Tyson Berry's first goal as an Edmonton Oiler. It came 7-20 into the first period, made it 3-1 Edmonton on the way to an 8-5 win. That was it for Matt Murray after that goal. He allowed three goals on eight shots. Kevin texts in. He says, happy to see the power play producing again. It can make up for some bad five-on-five -five play or questionable goaltending. Same formula as last year. Well, four for five tonight. The power play is now up to 28.6% on the season. 29.5 was where it finished last year. Andrew says, hey guys, great high-scoring game. Haas for his first game back looked amazing. He should be on the third line with Cassian and Neil. He could add some speed. And here's a cool text from somebody else, no name on this one, but this person says, I had the pleasure of coaching Stuart Skinner over a number of goalie camps before he played Bantam. I remember him watching, uh, I remember watching him learn to slide across the crease. Great to see him realizing his dream. Skinner, 33 saves. Some good stops yep. tonight, especially in the second period as the Oilers win 8-5 and Skinner gets his first start and his first win in the NHL. 780-496-0063. We have Tony standing by. Hey, Tony, thanks for calling. Hey, uh, shout out to Skinner for his uh, first career win. He did great. Yeah, a couple shaky, uh, a couple. It's always the number to be shaky at the very beginning of your career, but congratulations to him. I loved uh, Legison's game. I thought he did really well tonight. Uh, I thought it was funny that uh, that Leon came back on the forecheck and just completely stripped uh, Tom Stutzla. I thought that was hilarious. The only one, con the only one thing I'm concerned about right now is our is our penalty kill. Like I know we went two for four tonight, but it just seems like we're too afraid to get in front and block shots. Is that something that you know we might have to switch something up, or do we just keep it and? hopefully that we can just get in front of those pucks. Well, you're talking about the penalty kill, correct? Yeah, he's yeah. PK. Yeah, well, the, we've, we've been talking about the one thing that the Oilers have not done a good job of this year PKing is getting in shooting lanes, and we saw that again tonight. Uh, it's Part of it is a willingness and, and also is reading the play and reading and understanding the angles. Uh, there was a great example tonight where Jones wasn't. It was the exact same spot, two different senators shot. Zo Jones wasn't in the right shooting lane. He moved a little to the side, goal goes in. Later in the game, Lagason, same thing, same plot, but he gets his stick and his body in the lane and deflects his puck and goes out into the crowd. So uh, the Oilers, if you guys are too good in this league. And if you allow them to shoot from, and most of these shots are coming from tops of the circles, if you allow guys to walk in and shoot from there and you don't get in the lane 
you're in trouble. You're, you're just asking for trouble. So the Oilers, it, it, this isn't a lack of uh, coaching or a lack of teaching or a lack of want from the coaching staff because Dave Tippett talked about it after last game. The players aren't getting doing a good enough job. So it, it's something that's going to have to improve. The penalty kill didn't kill them tonight because their power play was so good but there are good teams you when you start playing the montreals and the the torontos and the winnipegs and even the Cal- well more or less any team in the division outside of Ottawa right now your penalty kill is going to have to win you some hockey games like they did last year for the oilers yep. their penalty killing is probably the biggest uh one of the biggest reasons the oilers are under 500 right now in the I, season. I think it's the biggest yep. reason personally but yeah so, I mean, a lot, there's there's new players playing the penalty kill this year that didn't play last year, and they're still growing into it. But the thing is, when you don't have success, you find other players to grow into that, and that might happen soon. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if the lineup will change next game. If Bears healthy, he'll come back. I, you know, for sure he would, like yeah. Cuckoo's game for the most part. You know, Jones didn't wind up playing a lot tonight, 12 minutes, and I think he was also the extra man yeah. on the too many men I, yeah i believe so. well he jumped out and, and then he body checked the guy and whoever goes back to the bench sheepishly afterwards is the guy yeah. russell stayed out there and jones had to sit down went back to the bench yeah. uh he i thought he he had some tough moments saying i thought I, I know that tony just said he really liked lagason's game i thought lagason had some tough moments as well in this hockey game. i thought he did okay on the pk on the pk he, yes he got in the way he's, he, he's, he's a smart pk player where he gets into his body he right. understands what he's supposed to do but it was moving the puck where he struggled a few times tonight Otto was quick on the forecheck i mean they had 37 yeah. 38 shots on the game um they're, I mean, they're a better hockey club when Bears in the lineup. I mean, there's a reason the guy was in your number one pairing on the season. Uh, but they're still, it's, it's the others. Are st- their lineup is still a work in progress. But we did see some good things, and yep. one of the good things we saw was Gaetan Haas coming back in the lineup. That was a, a lift for the Oilers. He'll be back in the lineup again on Tuesday. Yes, I think so, and I expect. I, I do not expect this type of a game on Tuesday. Well, I mean, though the Senators, I know they they keep losing. They will. I mean, there's. I don't know what their 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 shot average, but I, I saw the other night when they got blown out in Vancouver. They had 37, 37 well, shots in that game. Well, there was one game they were out shooting them like 25-10 halfway through the game and lost. Yeah. They well, they, they got. I mean, the the first goal. I don't know if it was the first goal that Hoberg let in. The one that Neil scored was that the first one he let in. But it, that was that was terrible. And I and I mean, anytime you score a goal, you feel oh, that was a good shot. But seriously, you can't let that shot in. Uh, Murray, the the one that Cahoon scored, I know it deflected, but it deflected out high, and it was coming in, and it was a, it was like a little f- flutter ball. Like you need a save, and I don't. I think what it was Murray's average was like 850 coming into the season. 859 coming in. Yeah, I mean that is. I mean this guy's won a Stanley Cup, <laughs> and I know that he doesn't have a Latang and Crosby and Malkin and all those players playing in front of him. But he's got to be support for them, and he wasn't. So if the Ottawa Senators had a save or two in this hockey game, there might have been a hockey game, but they didn't. So I don't know what to expect on Tuesday. I would expect that the Ottawa Senators are going to be praying that one of their goaltenders shows up. Tonight, neither did. We got Michael on the line as well. Michael, you're going to finish the play after you give us your comment to your question. You already have a Hungry Herd premium sampler box. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. What's on your mind? Uh, Just two questions, guys. Um, Number one is, I guess just one question because you guys talked about the other one, but... uh, Does Holland go pick up a goalie or is Smith coming back? Because, I mean... Koskinen's been looking shaky. I know our defense isn't the greatest. Um, Skinner, I know it's his first game, but he still let five goals in. So what's the goalie situation? Well, I don't. I, I still think it's probably fairly unlikely that Skinner plays another game this season unless they get into this Injuries. type of a scenario yeah. again. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to go and get another goalie. I think he's going to see how it goes. If you trade with an American team, you're... 10 to 20 days before having that guy depending on travel and quarantine and i i mean you got to think rob and i often say this when we get trade suggestions or asked about trade no team is lining up to be the first to help the edmonton oilers especially if teams see hmm, they're just a goalie goalie really good 
but for for the Oilers to get because when you're talking about trading for a goaltender, most people are talking trading for a good one. That means you got to give up. Got to give up something good. And I don't know if the Oilers are a good enough team that you're not giving up one of your top three or top four players. Well, Nuge is what you, the other team would ask for if then, they know they're not trailing me or Drysdale. Well, and you, you, if you trade away Nuge for a goaltender, well, you might get more saves, but you just lost one of your three best players. So they're 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 not going to trade for a, a starter. Uh, they're going to hope Smith comes back and is healthy. Now, and then they can platoon them. Closer to the deadline, who knows? The, I mean, maybe it's a rolls in 06 situation. You can bring somebody the, like that the, in. Yeah. When is the deadline this year? It's uh, early, How long? early April. It, because, I'll check. I mean, again, the whole trading out of country, quarantine stuff. April 12th. April 12th. Yeah. So I guess that gives you about three and a half weeks before the season ends, something like that. Yeah, 7th is the Oilers last game. Yeah, 25 days, so three and a half weeks. Because uh, the whole quarantine thing makes makes it different, makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they're going to wait, hope that Smith comes back when they platoon the two goalies, that they can have success. And that's, um, I mean, I, I think, think that's plan A. Goes. I think that's I plan mean, A. May, maybe if Smith isn't ready, maybe Grostick plays a game in Ottawa next week. The possibility, yeah. You know, he's you got to see. Well, again, he's like he's he's been a minor league goalie, but he's well, nine years older if, than Skinner. And if, if Smith doesn't come back or isn't as healthy or it looks longer term, then you do have to play Grosnick just because, in case yes, Koskinen gets hurt. I mean, this guy can't go a year and a half without a hockey game, and then okay, now we need you to lead us into the playoffs. So he will get a chance to play at some point if Smith doesn't come back. But Koskinen, they do not want Koskinen playing 10, 12 games in a row. That's All right. not a plan. Michael, it's time to finish the play. Angie, what's the clue? Norris in over the Oilers line. A pass across over to Brown, and he ripped it on net, and a glove save made by Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner. Here we go, Michael. He played in the Western Hockey League for Lethbridge, and then... In his final season in the dub in 1718, he was traded to which Saskatchewan-based team? Absolutely, buddy. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics, courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Really good WHL career. It is a nice start to his NHL career for Stuart Skinner as the Oilers win 8-5 over the Ottawa Senators. So let me ask you this, Rob. Mm-hmm. You played in the NHL. Mm-hmm. It's 13 minutes and 42 seconds into the game, and your team is losing 5-1. <laughs> How sickened do you feel on the bench? Well, uh, the, the problem is this isn't the first time they've gone through this. I mean, well, they were out, what was it, 26-7? to it was something stupid over the last little while. I mean, they've been getting crushed game in, game out. Um, that's why I, I give them credit to the fact how hard they worked and conti- continued to battle. Because I've been on teams where, uh, I mean, a 5-1, de- being down 5-1 turns into a 10-2 loss because you just absolutely deflated. But I think they're learning how to play through this since, since it's happening more and more. Um I can tell you it is incredibly frustrating and disheartening when you work. In this game tonight, the Ottawa Senators would have two shifts in a row where they pressed and they pressed and they got in on the forecheck and they body checked and they created chances. They had thrown pucks at the net and they're moving it all around. Edmund to come down and get one shot and in. That's hard. And then the next shift, okay, come on, stay with it, guys, and get it in. And they're doing all the little things, all the, everything yeah. right, and the details and all that. And then the others get a power play, and 10 seconds later, it's in your net. Yeah, or, I mean, the, the, I think the second penalty call of the game against Ottawa might have been a little iffy, and then you're already down 4-1, and then Goodbranson shoots the puck over the glass. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you're the like, referees have no choice. No, on that, that one. No, you're right. There were, I thought there was two penalties called tonight that were just dumb on both sides. But, yeah, you're right. You're, you're just like, okay, we're working hard, okay, if we just get out of this period, or maybe if we get one bounce, and then, yeah, you're right, you throw it over the glass, and now you're sitting on the bench, and the guys that aren't penalty killing are like, okay, seriously, put someone else out there because they're going to score against these guys. The penalty killer is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going on the ice again. I don't even see the puckets going by so fast yeah it it is disheartening and right now the coaching staff not only is it a coaching staff of teaching 
the players to play they are also cheerleaders in there and, and they're mental health coaches and uh they've got to somehow get this team to uh believe in themselves because when you've gone in a stretch they've gone that seven straight losses and a lot of them haven't been close and you're thinking okay how many more games do we have like what is this what's the rest of our year looking like and you need these players to continue to buy in so i i i i hope for them that things get better for the ottawa center oh i think they will i i do but in the but it's a it's a tough start it's a hor- already like we talked like the oilers obviously didn't have a great start but we there there was a path back in yes. it, and so far so good unfortunately that path unfortunately everybody's path back into is, it is through the ottawa center yeah that's like ottawa unfortunately well, for like, ottawa they don't get to play themselves it's, it's like we said if you're not well even toronto or montreal are thinking it no you got you got to win 7 games against ottawa yep oh for sure they are everyone's thinking 9 that. or 10 you got well, you got to win 7 i made the i made the uh, where i talked about golf the other day it's like if if everyone's birdieing the the par 5 you better birdie it too cuz if you don't you're losing ground right. if you don't beat the ottawa senators you're losing ground and <laughs> ottawa eventually is going to win but i mean it doesn't hurt it doesn't help either when your best player's not in the lineup Shabbat would yeah. make a difference. Like Absolutely. he is, he is good. He's a guy that can play 30 minutes a night, and he's one of the few defensemen in the National Hockey League that can skate with Connor McDavid. Like he's that, he's got that kind of wheels. So, uh, I hope for as a fan that he's back in on Tuesday because I enjoy watching him play because he's that good. Oilers win 8-5 over the Senators. Leon Dreisaitl had six assists. You'll hear from him when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Neil off the draw. Shoot! Scores! James Neal right off the faceoff. Put it to the net. And the Oilers are up 4-1. And they would go on to win 8-5 over Ottawa. James Neal with two goals tonight. Connor McDavid with five points. Leon Dreisaitl, six assists. Here he is. Joined by Leon Dreisaitl. We'll uh, start with Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Leon, a uh, very wide open hockey game. You jumped to the lead. Uh, you had six assists. Were you aware of the record? Uh, Wayne Gretzky, seven assists in the hockey game. Does it look like in third grade? You were kind of set a few people up. Uh, no, I was not aware of that. Um, it's not something that, you know, I, I, I paid too much uh, attention to. So. Uh, it's big, big two points uh, for us. Obviously, we would have liked uh, to keep it a little tighter, but um, at the end of the day, it's two points, and uh, we'll take that. And and the power play tonight, it looked like uh, you were winning the faceoffs. You kept the puck in the other team's end, and you just moved it around like last year. It looked very effective. Yeah, I thought we were good today. We were effective. Um, kept the puck in, made good good plays, uh, attacked uh, um, in, in in different areas in different ways, and um, yeah, it was a good night for our power play. Thank you. Next question, Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Leon, uh, first NHL game for Stuart Skinner. You know, he hadn't played a hockey game since last March, so it's not an ideal situation. I'm assuming you guys talked about it. Was is there more of an emphasis to get a good start that you guys got to, to maybe try to take some pressure off what would have been a pretty nervous time? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's not not ideal situation for him to come in, but uh, I thought he did a great job. He made some some big saves. Um, I think we, we could have helped him out a little more, uh, could have kept it a little tighter. Um, but you know what? That's his first win uh, in his first game, and um, you know something that um, you know he'll, he'll remember for the rest of his life. Leon, you get a lot of accolades, of course, for what you did offensively, but, you know, you've outscored teams 13-2 uh, to 2 when you're on the ice at 5-on-5. Five five. Your face-offs are around 58%. Can you kind of talk about just where you feel your overall game is, both off, not just the offense, but the defense side as well? Uh, yeah, it's something that, um, you know, I take huge pride in, and, and that's something this summer that... Um, you know, I really, I really focused on, and, and that's my main priority. Um, I think the offense will always be there. Um, it's, it's about defending and doing it the right way, do the little things right. And um, you know, it's something that that I'm learning. It's a work in progress, but um, yeah, I think I'm getting better at it. Rob Chichkowski, Post Media. 
Hey, Leon, you guys uh, playing back-to-backs. You're coming off a, a stretch where you played a bunch of games against a team that was kind of rested. People, you know, describe it as a bit of a trap game. Do you, do you like the way you obviously responded uh, coming out strong in a game that uh, was you know, one of those tough ones? Yeah, I, I, I thought we had a good start. Um, like I said before, I think we were a little too loose. Um, you know, obviously giving up five, that's um, that's not going to cut it most nights. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, good start. Um, and then we, we, yeah, ended up scoring enough to, to, to win it. But we're obviously looking to be a lot tighter next game. When you guys are, whether it's you or Connor, putting together one of those nights where you get six points or, you know, five, whatever, do you get a sense early on that you're feeling it today and it's going to be something a little different or does it just sort of happen as it goes? I don't know. I think it just happens. Um, I mean, obviously, um, yeah, we're, we're looking to help the team offensively. We're looking to help the team in any way we can. And some nights it's... Uh, it just seems to go your way, and other nights it, it, it doesn't seem to go your way. So um, it obviously seemed like tonight was uh, was a night where it went our way. Ryan Rashog, TSN. Just back to the power play, Leon. You know, a fundamental change at the point from a left shot last year to a right shot most of the time this year, um, and it took a little bit of time. Can you just take us through the process of... You know, when there is a switch like that, it's not always necessarily just going to click right away. And how you've worked your way into finding those spots in the team now? Yeah, it's it's a different look, right? And and you know, we've had this power play unit together for so long, for so many years. And um, you have a new guy coming in; he brings different things to the table, a different player. Um, so sometimes it just takes a little bit. Uh, I thought tonight we, we had a great power play, um, very effective, obviously. And, um, yeah, we're obviously looking to, to keep that going. Uh, I think Tice has done a, a great job of adjusting and, and um, you know, understanding the way that we want to, um, you know, play, play on the power play. And, yeah, he's, he's been a big help for us. The Oilers power play four for five tonight. One shy of a team record for most power play goals in a game. Leon Dreisaitl, six assists. One shy of the NHL record for most assists in a game. Stuart Skinner, 33 saves. He wins his first NHL start. The Oilers take down the Senators 8-5. Get more on 630chet.com or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has orders now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening, and to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a great night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you